Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I talk about good loops and bad loops in horsemanship that have nothing to do with roping at all. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Hi, I'm Lynn Reardon, the host of the podcast and head coach at Horsewise. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a concept that I have in the back of my mind pretty much every day, and it's this idea of the term good loops. And to just sort of back up and tell you where I first got this term, or at least the way that I use it, uh, many years ago, I was surfing YouTube and I came across a video from a famous clinician's ranch. And what it was was several uh, cowboys and cowgirls different levels of experience, all very punchy and authentic. And what they were doing is they were practicing kind of the big loop ranch roping in an indoor arena. So they had a little roe deer of cattle in there and they were taking turns going in and and roping. And they were practicing different shots, I guess. And I know very little about roping today, but I really knew like zero then, absolutely zero. So I'm watching this and and you could tell everybody's really like happy to be there. They seem very uh, engaged and super focused, but on the surface to a spectator who doesn't know anything about roping, you know, it looks kind of boring. You know, they're kind of, they're kind of sitting there on their horses, watching the other person go in and out. It's very quiet. There's no announcer. You know, people are very purposefully maybe putting their horses into certain positions or they're, they're talking together of low voices. And uh, so I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on. Like, what is the thing that is keeping them so engaged? Like, they're all staring, fascinated whenever anyone would go in to, to rope a cow. And when someone came in and, and did a, a particularly nice job with roping the chosen cow, instead of applauding or sort of shouting out encouragement, what the audience or the, and the audience again being the other cowboys and cowgirls sitting on their horses waiting their turn, what they would do instead is they would do something kind of like this. They would whistle and they'd go, good loop, good loop. Like they wouldn't shout. It'd be like, good loop, good loop. And that would be it. And I was like, wow, that that's super low key. You know, it reminded me of sort of the big golf tournaments that you you might watch on TV where someone would hit a particularly good shot and then you would hear this very subdued clapping from the audience and the announcer would be sort of hushed, you know, oh, that was a good shot by so-and-so right there. Put it just, just so on the putting green. So I was watching this and it just stuck in my head. Good loop, good loop, really quiet. And it became a meme in my household with my husband whenever one of us would uh, be doing something that was successful, whether it was like uh, repairing something or something kind of worked out unexpectedly, uh, we would kind of turn to each other and go, good loop, good loop. And then we would crack up laughing because again, we have no idea about roping and we are like the least punchy people on the planet. My husband isn't even a horse guy. So it became a thing, but then I started to use the term to myself uh, whenever I was noticing patterns in my, either my riding or how I was handling my horse or just in my life in general. And if something was kind of going well, I would uh, mentally kind of go to myself, good loop, good loop. So it became something that is part of my cognitive map map or my way of approaching my day-to-day life. 
And uh, basically for me, what a loop is, is a pattern, a pattern of how, you know, we think the habitual patterns of how we think our body language, our physical presence, you know, the things that we believe are possible and what we always kind of put off or put to the side. All of these things are loops. They're habitual ways of viewing the world, habitual ways of executing our day-to-day life internally and externally, right? We all have a default physical posture when we walk out and, and go to greet a horse or just walk around grocery shopping, whatever it is, we carry ourselves a certain way. That's a loop. And our brains are, of course, similar. The way we think is a physical loop as well, according to our brain, you know, a true organ of our body. And then that is reflected in everything that we do in the world and the things that we notice in the world, the things that we draw to us, the things that we simply can't see because we have it in a category. We're used to putting it in a certain category that makes it almost invisible to us. This can include like the events that we always go to and, or the events that we always skip because they seem like they're for people who aren't like us, you know, like I would never go to some giant mass cult starting event. Cause that's not for me. Like those are for people who are professional cult starters. I might go to a small, uh, I might take a ex racehorse to a, a small cult starting clinic to restart it, but I'm not the person who's going to go into some, you know, big professional cult starting event with, you know, like 30 people who are, who are incredibly seasoned at doing that, that would seem inappropriate to me. That's for other people, for example. Uh, a good loop can also be like a really small thing, a quiet discipline that you do every day. Something like flossing your teeth. That's a good loop. Eventually over time, that good loop adds up, right? And you still have teeth when you're 90 because you floss them all those days of your life. Uh, haltering your horse with quality every time you halter the horse. Getting enough sleep is a good loop. It's a boring, quiet, small loop, but it's a really important one over time. Leading your horse like you're riding him, taking the leading as seriously as you do your riding, noticing the same patterns in your relationship. That's also a good loop. That's a small thing that you can do every day. Or it can be like a super big thing, you know, like that huge thing you never do. Like, did you, have you always wanted to ride in the Mongolian Derby or maybe buy a colt to start all by yourself, uh, one that's never been touched or, or handled before? Those are kind of big things maybe that you are like, oh, I, I, I'd love to do that someday, but it's a loop that you've avoided or a loop that you don't think is for you. Uh, sometimes it'll be both, both my, a small thing and a big thing. That's my favorite, actual, actually my favorite word right now is both. Why can't it be both things? Um, so it can be something that involves a daily discipline and also something that is a big deal. For example, uh, it can be something that you thought was going to be this huge stretch for you, but then when you actually start to do it, it turns out to be pretty straightforward. For example, let's say traveling out of state to ride with a new teacher or a, a teacher you've always wanted to ride with, but didn't think maybe you could do that. Like they never come to your area. That seems like a big deal until you go and do it. And then it's like, oh, that was pretty straightforward. Something like mounting from the right side for a week. This is, I'm putting this in the podcast now because that's one of my goals. I'm so habituated to mounting from the left. That's become a loop. And now I'd like to, I'd like to change things up and build a loop on the other side. And it's going to look pretty uh, ugly at first, you know, because I'm not used to doing it. Um, taking ballet, ballet lessons in your forties, that can seem like something so ridiculous and weirdly big. Like why would I even attempt to do 
a childhood fantasy in my 40s of being a ballerina. That's ridiculous. But then when you start taking lessons, it just becomes something you do once or twice a week. It's no big deal. And there you are. You've checked this big thing off your list, maybe of childhood dreams. Um, but the opposite is also true. Uh, bad loops are the ones you don't think about, the ones that kind of keep you and your horse super stuck, both literally and metaphorically. And then one day that all kind of comes together in a big way. All those little things you have done that are negative or the things you've avoided, the things that have become those negative loops, that can snowball into something that's a big deal and you're bucked off. Or you wake up one morning and you're 85 and you never have ridden in the Mongolian Derby and you, you kind of wished you had, or at least taken a ballet lesson or two in your 40s. So be sure to always be building good loops, whether it's in your day-to-day -day life or planning something bigger. And while you're building those loops and preparing for them, don't forget to throw them. Don't forget to actually go out and do the thing that you built. And if you're curious about how to start building good loops with your horses, please check out my services and podcast study group at horsewisecoach.com. As always, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.